Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, John. How are you doing? Doing real good. Nice, peaceful sleep. I feel well rested and ready to rock. Yeah, as do I. Uh, the temperature went down here considerably. Got down in the 40s last night, so we were very comfortable. Uh, uh, good sleeping weather. You know how that is, right? Yeah. Good. Mm, mm. Yeah. Good. We have 30s. It's going to get partly sunny. I'm going to weather the storm and go up to see the Northwestern Wildcats play at Wrigley Field this Oh, later this morning, oh. eleven o'clock. Oh that, oh, that should be fun. That should be fun. Uh, I might take a look at that. It's on TV. It should be. But okay. Cool. Hey, well, so, uh, speaking of dressing, what 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 uh, t-shirt do you have on? Ah, oh, Year of the Ox, the good old days. Boy, what a t-shirt oh. we have. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a good t-shirt. I like yes. that one. Yeah, yeah. You know, what reminds me, we had ox beer. I should go before we get done with lizard to find out if I can find any lizard beer. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, Wouldn't I need that. You know, be so nice. I can drink the lizard beer and see if it has the same effect on me as the ox beer did when I did the show. Research. And, and research. this is strictly. This is all for strictly. This is only strictly. You know, uh, I just got to thinking. You know, if I were to choose a lizard. For a beer, I think this little horn lizard would be perfect because he looks thirsty. Yeah, our sponsor is just, he's so photogenic that you're right. I mean, putting that wonderful animal looking up at you while you're drinking and mm. lizards looking at you and taking a sip and say, wow, good beer, good lizard. Good. Yeah, I, I agree. So, and, you know, yeah, the Horn Lizard Conservation Society is our sponsor, and you can get their T-shirt. We've got a link to it in the show notes. Great T-shirt. Incredible organization that is looking, yeah. looking out for the better interest of an animal that needs a little bit of help to make sure they don't become endangered. They reside in New Mexico, Arizona, parts of Texas. And yeah. the good news is that all the money that they make with respect to either donations or T-shirt proceeds goes directly to benefits because nobody is stuffing their pockets oh. for a personal gain or administrative. You know, they don't have any accountants that are basically charging oh. big time oh. fees oh. in order to put a meager service out. Wait a minute, aren't you an accountant for nonprofits? <laughs> I guess I do make my living that way. <laughs> I made a big mistake. Oh, oh well, oh, well. Oh, well. yeah, oh, well, for recovery. Hey, you know, we, we have a pretty good lizard story this week. Yeah, you know what? You take a look at this horn lizard and you say, boy, I'd love to have one of those. That'd be a nice pet. Well, no, you know what? No. The fact is we know it, 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 it is not quite for a variety of reasons. It's got Maybe it has a great personality, but the fact is we don't want to mess around with an endangered endangered species. But what we've come up with is an animal that is well worthy of being a pet. And perhaps you can kind of give us a little idea of what the what it looks like and how big it is and this and that whatever, and then we can talk a little bit of how wonderful a pet it can make. Yeah, uh, this uh, this is an Australian reptile, yes. and it lives in the eastern half of Australia. It cannot tolerate very high heat like you would have in the western half. Uh, it, they do adapt to high heat, but they're you know do much better if it's a little cooler, a little cooler. The bearded dragon 
is a, a fascinating lizard, and it's a big lizard, John. It's not small. It's about two feet long. The males and the females are about Could twenty be inches as long. Much, tw- yeah, anywhere from twelve yeah. to twenty-four, up to two feet. So it's a it's a good sized lizard. So you know you're you, you got something that's not too big with respect to being in your household, but it's right. it's not super small either. So it's the, it's a no. good size. It's good size, and you know it's about. You know, I would say, you know, you'd have to have the kind of room you'd have for uh, a cat, you know, Mm -hmm. if you think about it, or a pretty big cat, actually. But And the other thing is they live about as long as a cat. They live about 20 years, you know, uh, up to. So the fact is this isn't going to be the kind of pet you're going to become attached to and all of a sudden it croaks on you. No, it's going to hang around as long as it has enough heat and light and its diet is good and you don't overfeed. The biggest problem with these lizards is their bones. They need calcium and they need they need sunshine or ultraviolet light in order to create vitamin D. Right. So if you have that covered, your lizard's going to be okay unless it catches the disease in a pet store. Uh, they're well, solitary. They're, yeah. they, don't, they don't need a, a buddy or anything like that. You're their buddy. You're their pal. Yeah. The, so if we take a look at some of the the items or the the qualities of this animal that make it mm. very, very good as a pet. Uh, the good side is it's very calm. It's had a, it has a nice temperament. You'd really have to piss it off pretty bad in order for it to maybe bite you. And if it did bite you, it probably wouldn't even break the skin. And like right. you've already mentioned, it's got a nice life expectancy. Caring yeah. for them, it's really the front end setting it up with respect to temperature you probably yeah. need to put them in a in a, a, a tank of sorts, you know, a terrarium large one, of large 50 one, to yeah. 75 gallon. Um, mm. It's important that the, the, the heat is just right. So you might have to put a little heat underneath in addition to above. The lighting is important. So you might spend a little bucks as, a, as an investment in order to get it set up. could be a couple hundred. But yeah. after that, with respect to maintaining them, the food is not to particularly a problem because they have a wide, their diet is varied. It's an omnivore. Yeah. Yeah. So we can eat primarily, it'll eat vegetables, fruits. Adults will. Yeah. And the other thing is, how often do you feed it? Probably two times if it's a, if it's a, an adolescent or a younger uh, lizard, but if the, as it grows older, it probably only need to feed it once, once a day. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that works in its favor too. There are smart animals. So what we find is that they can take instruction and do mm-hmm. a little bit. They're they're very attentive with respect to their owner. They will look at you, and I, mm-hmm. I like. I read an article, and quite often they're so popular. There, there's a word for them. They call them beardies. Is what they call this. That's the nickname. For, <laughs> for. So the owner is so. The, the other thing is they. So they really behave very well to the extent that with with respect to training, you could doesn't always work out that way. But most of the time, you could put them on a leash and, like a dog, take them outside. I'd be a little careful yeah. with respect to any other animals might get around them, but you could do that. Yeah, yeah They sure. show an enormous amount of affection towards their their owners. Now, this, you, this is cultivated. It's not something that they're going to just all of a sudden jump in your lap and cuddle up. But yeah. one thing to think about is they need something yeah. warm. And once you take them out yeah. of that terrarium, if you, for example, perhaps – had a t-shirt on, you know, rather than getting all bundled up and you, you yeah. have some warmth on you, that animal is probably going to reside on your chest or on your arm. 
in order to yeah. retain, you know, the heat that it, it, it needs. And it does that in a very caring way. So, yeah. uh, great, you know, great. size. Uh, so they're actually a pretty popular uh, pet. And, you know, one of the things, since they're not native to the U.S., they're nope. probably, since they've been in a, you know, an environment, uh, you know, in a house, et cetera, or maybe in a pet store, you know, the thing is that they are, they're fairly domesticated. So you're not bringing a wild animal out from the outside right. uh, into your house. Yep. So that all these things work in their favor to the point that the, in, that when you get one of these, quite often people who maybe don't even want a lizard for a pet, once they get a lizard like this one, they don't want anything else. They don't that's want right. other pets. So that's, that's right. how very attractive they are. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know about these guys. They started coming over in the 1990s. And uh, they have not become a problem for indigenous indigenous species here. They are not like the tegus and, and the geckos and all that. They are not out in the wild very much because these are nice pets and people keep them. They don't get rid of them. They don't right. put them out. Yeah, so it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. To, uh, I was excited to learn about these animals. They ha- They have many very interesting characteristics that allow them to, you know, create themselves in pretty good numbers. Uh, like mm-hmm. some of the other lizards we talk about, they can they can change their sex uh, if the ah. climate you know needs it, and uh, they're indistinguishable. Uh, they can change the female uh, from male, not not while they're. This happens in the egg and that kind of stuff. It, it's not something that happens once they're they're grown, and they they have some very interesting adaptations. They're very adaptable animals. They show they they can uh, they will fight for for their woman etc. and uh, which is kind of cool you know and that's how what they get their name that beard that thing underneath the throat mm. can get large and can get they can change color a little bit to look meaner and so it's pretty neat Sarah our friend in Australia yes one of our inactive listeners. Very. Yeah, one of very inactive, very, very, uh, <laughs> very inactive, very involved, very involved. Yeah, uh, she, she's almost she a borderline contributor. You know what I mean? She really yes. adds. She she's right there giving us some pointers and and yeah. an, an excellent resource. Particularly, yes. this is a good example of it. Yeah, and uh, so she she says she's seen lots of these in the wild. There, uh, when you come upon them, uh, they don't hang around and say hello. They take off. And she said they're very fast. And she's seen a lot of them around water. Uh, they're not a water mm. lizard. They're more uh, more desert and, and trees. They like to get up in a tree and sun. But they, uh, she says it's a nice looking, nice looking animal, and that they're very common in her part of Australia. She's she's in Queensland, uh, on the east coast there. So it's it's pretty neat. Oh, oh, by the way, talking about contributors, you know, uh, we talked about the Gila monster last week, and. Uh, yes. Blondie pointed out to me that Nate McClure did bust us on saying Gila instead of Gila, but so did she at the same time. So she needs to get credit for that. She is yeah, also, she is not just an active uh, person with the show. She is an active listener. She listens to the show every she listens week. To the show. I would actually call yeah. her a resident contributor. I would too. Too. So that's thank you, both of these fine young ladies who are helping us out. Hey, do we have a word? We have a word. The word we have for the day, today is decry. 
D-E-C-R-Y. Um, this is, this word means to speak disparagingly, denounce as faulty. So where did I come up with this? It's part of our two takes topic. Um, I'll yeah. A sentence. High school students decry censorship of a book entitled Gender Queer. So it's saying that they're, they basically are disapproving of the fact that this book is being censored is the way this word is used in that context, decry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that is our topic. That's our topic. Yeah, I would. Our two takes topic. You know, we always like to kind of give a little bit at the front end. How do we come up with this stuff? Yeah. Well, what happened was I'm reading my newspaper, the Chicago Sun-Times, and I see this headline, which I just, you know, gave you a part of it. That book controversy descends upon Downers Grove, which is a suburban su- suburb of Chicago schools. Uh, and I thought, well, what, what's this? And apparently there's a big upheaval with respect to a book called uh, Gender Queer, a Memoir. Um, and what we what I learned about it, though, is I said, wow, this is breaking news. Well, it's not quite breaking because, you see, unfortunately, Chicago is a little late to the protest party here. Yeah, uh, I did a little research and found out that we've got a, not only this is at a high school level, we find it more conservative states. Uh, there, you know, some governors, such as the one in South Carolina, the one in Texas, have decided mm-hmm. to use this as a a means by which to, you know, kind of politically say these books ought to be, uh, this book ought to be taken off the shelf of, yep. of schools, of high schools. Yep. So that's a little bit of the background is how we got it. It's a very controversial book. However, this book was written in May, of, came out in 2019. So yep. it's kind of had to gather a little bit of momentum to get to the point that here we are. Uh, I think, you know, it, it, it's there and it's out there in the news. Yes, so, it is. Uh, you sent it. You sent it with. to me, right? You sent it yes, to me. I, yeah, you sent me the I link. Did. Yeah. And you know, you're and let, that's another resource we have. We have a, we do have uh, here an LGBTQ um, resident uh, expert that we can call yeah. upon in order. So we have a we have an inside we have an in-house resource here that I yeah. think is was came in very handy this past week. But as I take a look at the topic and you know the gender queer. Is means non-binary, and we'll get into exactly what you know. There's a lot of terminology here, and I think the yeah. terminology is is I don't I'm not struggling with respect to the subject matter. I think it's I think it's well it's it's well displayed as to how it works out, and it's yeah. incredible. But what I yeah. get scared about is what do I call the author? Pronouns. What do I call this? Yeah, the labels. pronouns, uh, labels. It's like I take a look. And, and listen to this this wonderful person who <laughs> I would when I take a look at it, I say I, I'm just I can't help but say woman she yeah. is very attractive she's her voice her delivery she's very interesting and yeah. you realize yeah, that isn't what you should call this woman because she's she's non-binary that's and, right uh, and so right. maybe you could give a little bit about the about the book the, uh, the and it, it's it's great. Uh, you know, I've, and you've read it recently. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, when you sent me the link, I, I looked it up on Amazon, and <clears throat> I'm a subscriber to uh, a Kindle Unlimited, which means for nine dollars a month, I can read as many I can read as many titles in Kindle Unlimited. They're they're a class of books that I want to. And generally speaking, they're uh, 
they're less, they're more niche books. They're not the super big blockbusters that you see. Um, they, and this was in there. It's a Kindle Unlimited book. So mm. it, I said, well, heck, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm just going to read it in my Kindle app on my iPad. And I read the whole thing in a couple hours one morning. And right. I, 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 I think I contacted you almost immediately and said, wow, what a book. You know, number yeah. one, it's, it's a comic book. 236 pages long. And the comics are perfect. They're exactly the kind of comics I like. The drawing, colorization, the, the use of, you know, all, there's no, there's no like paragraphs or anything. It's all bubbles, people talking and thinking, you know, in, in this mm-hmm. comic. And it's a, it's a memoir. It's about right. one person's life as a non-binary person, how they discovered it. How they dealt with it, starting with childhood, going through school, going through high school, going through college, grad school, the whole process. It's one person's life, whole thing. Mm. And so I saw it. I read it. I said, John, this is really good. And he said, I've got so many books, I'm not going to buy another book, but I will look into it. And you saw lots of panels from the book, right? I saw I saw a lot of panels, and I've gone through a variety of interviews, this and that, to give an opportunity to, to, to get a strong feel for it. But one of the words, the phrases that I struggle with, too, was this is referred to as a graphic novel. Now, you say, and then I cr- cringe a little bit, so, but wait a minute, it's, it's, non, it, it's nonfiction. But the bottom line is, when you use the word graphic in front of the novel, yeah. it can refer to both fiction or nonfiction. So it's yeah. called a graphic novel because it's a book with, with comics in it. And yeah. it has, and it's also a complete story, 230 pages. The the other thing is that uh, I think the medium that they use the the idea of comics lends itself very well to the topic. Yeah, um, it, it, it you it know does. people because this this person uh, Mia Kabal Kabal Kabab Kabab is her name Mia Kabab I think yeah. is that that's yeah, why I pronounce that's it. close enough yeah and uh, Mia is uh, is giving you her innermost thoughts. It's not only actions but it's her thought process too is she's struggling with her identity and and we use this word non-binary and it's a person that's between the two genders he or she but they could be in no man's land all the time or they could be bouncing back and forth between the two not going to try to figure out where mia is but just to give you a sense of the challenge that's a fly here you could call this a coming of age book yeah, you the only could. problem is we all we all often think of the awkward age as a teenager, but when you talk about non-binary, you're talking longer time than just teenage. This is a struggle yeah. that that Mia has has done a great job with with, and I think it's a catharsis in a many ways with with putting this out. But she she so what she's doing is when you have a book in which there's words, it leaves something to the imagination. And therefore, yes. you might take it the wrong way. This book doesn't give you that opportunity because it has nope. the, the illustrations. So you get the bubbles and you see, and it's very clear. That, to me, it actually works uh, to the favor of making this what I would call non-photographic. Yeah. And uh, exactly. clearly, what happens is we have the people that are d- disputing or uh, protesting it, or, or people who've lifted a couple pages out and say, "Oh, look at this page." Well, oh, oh, yeah. oh, well. And out of so, context, you know, you have to work hard, like you've mentioned, to yeah. come up with these pages. They're so infrequent, but they're, <laughs> yeah. it's part of giving the full story. 
And, uh, and, and it's just amazing. You know, we, we quite often when you see non-binary, you, you think you understand what's going on, but you never you never do completely. And this book gets you closer to understanding what this person has had to go through. And yes, it's, it's it's a great story. So who should be reading this book? Well, clearly, you know, you've got teenagers that are uh, that might be specifically confronted with these issues. But I think that all teenagers, not all, are good candidates for reading this because they get they have to interact with these people. In addition to the fact and on, on another scale, they have issues with respect to how they need to be deal with the questions of self-awareness. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Th- that's good. Then you've got a third group. That's the adults. Yeah. And the adults also fall into categories. You've got the adults that have children that are uh, non-binary. And one thing right. that this this person, Mia, has been able to get out of it is uh, it's helped her in so many ways. Is Her parents have been very supportive in a very subtle way. In other words, not pushing against, not pushing for, letting her work through her journey. Yeah. Uh, I think it was really yeah. important. And, of course, we've also, she's got a sibling. Yes. She's been very supportive in, a, in more of a, a, you know, a direct way than her parents have. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's, she's it's a, a really sibling who is also non-binary. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. and they also yeah. work together. See, yeah. So so when Mia decided uh, what she wanted to do for as a career, and she said to her parents, "Well, I want to go to a graduate school. Well, what's good? what's your uh, topic going to be? What are you going to concentrate on?" And she says, "Well, I'm it's going to be an MFA, Master's in Fine Arts uh, in Comics." Yeah, you would say most people, you know, it sounds like a like a kid says, well, I'm going to do the game thing, you know. Yeah, right. They, they, you know, they, yeah, gaming. So as a result, they took this, uh, you know, they had a great attitude. They let her pursue that. And, and wow, she's, she's doing great. I mean, she's doing uh, really well. Yeah. yeah I think the other big, thing that this be, book, this needs to be said, this book is tremendously popular. Oh, yeah. This I is mean, not, you, not a fringe book. <laughs> won awards it's won american library association's highest one of their highest uh awards with respect to a book um and yeah in its in its niche in its subject it is considered one of the top top ones you did what did you do with respect to looking it up in goodreads found out oh yeah every, yeah good goodreads um if you're a member of goodreads which is now owned by amazon it's still a good a really good crowdsourcing what they do yeah. is they they let people vote on books and they have these lists and these lists are tremendously helpful. If you're looking for the detective books or gender studies or whatever you're looking for, there's a list of all the books that people have read on Goodreads and they vote for them. And so you can see, you know, what the good books are. And gender queer is on bunches of lists that have to do with gender and, you know, LGBTQ. And now you know what the Q is in LGBT. Right. LGBTQIA. You know, right. That's what the Q is. Gender queer. So non-binary. So it's it's great that, you know, you can see all this stuff. And this book is very, very highly rated. And you can tell it, it deserves it. The work that that Maya put in on this book is tremendous. She did it in 12 yes. months, which is kind of a miracle. And uh, and uh, here's the here's the kicker. You don't have to read the book if you if you don't have Kindle Unlimited or if you don't want to spend twelve and a half bucks and, and, and buy the book, 
But if you do want to buy a book and you want to understand this stuff, I totally recommend this. Her journey is amazing, informative, uh, and seeing it in, in this cartoon format is respectful, it's thorough, and it's beautiful. I mean, this is yes, beautiful. I mean, book. the cartoons are well done, color, the whole bit. Oh, I, yeah, I would her sister did the coloring. Her sisters did the coloring. They complimented she did the line very well. Yeah, I I, yeah. Uh, I would I would say that as you take a look at there's a journey that's described in the book, but the video the interview that she does that we listen yeah. to the journey to get to the point where she can write the book and then the journey with respect to that process. I mean, this isn't something where all of a sudden she says, "Hey, yeah, I can do this." This she she's thinking about it a little bit but hides it. Yeah, or, you know the cartoons yeah. that she starts with. And then yeah. what she does is she interacts with people. And I think her ability to interact at several levels with respect to non-binary, with respect to comics, with respect to the publishing industry, all these things play into making her a successful person. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, oh, yeah. she needed to have all these pieces put together. You have to have support groups in these different categories in order to become yeah. a successful author, which she has done. Yeah, so, it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy being an author. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's a, it's a, it's a rough it's a rough journey in and of itself. But the other the two other things I'll bring up, and then we can move on to some groaners. But uh, first of all, the the video, the video, the video. That video is so informative. Watching Maya talk about her book and talk about her pronouns and talk about all that stuff and what she went through. What you get out of that is. Family. Her family is tremendously important to her and a source of joy. And and when you see Maya talk, she is not a desperate person. She's a joyful person and yes. a happy, fulfilled person who wants to help other people. Very, very helpful person. And she she walked on eggs to make sure she didn't hurt her family's feelings when she went through her process. And she lived at home the whole time and still lives at home. But she has a nice family. <laughs> you know, and it's great. She commuted to school and all that stuff. So if a parent should read this book to understand, but also to study by his parents and how they yes. dealt with this stuff. And then yes. secondarily, I think kids should read this because bullying. People don't understand yeah. another person and they try to marginalize them and keep a distance from them and it ends up being bullying and marginalization. And we don't need that, you know. If you haven't noticed, there's school shootings. And that's because people get bent out of shape because of the way they're treated in school. Mm. So why contribute to that? Why not dis dissipate that? So rather than thoughts and prayers for the victims, parents, and loved ones, why don't we focus on keeping it from happening by letting kids understand each other and parents understanding each other and the kids. And this book a huge inroad to this because it tags a lot of bases. It, it, if, if you go through Maya's journey with her, you will understand a lot of other groups too. Right, John? Right. So I would say Gender Queer by this 30-year-old author, uh, Mia Kebab, is well is a is a is a well worth read. Is to kind of summarize it. Or watch the video. It's yes. on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Just look up her name. Yeah. Maya, M-A-I-A-H, Kabeb, I think it is, K-O-B-A-B-E, -B -B -E. yes, 
Yeah, yeah, B-A-B. Yeah. All right. Got it. Do I have a couple of groaners, John? Yeah, listen, we have a couple of groaners. Our groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., another very active, non, not very non-active listener, but very <laughs> strong contributor. Uh, Vince has provided us with two, and I think in the spirit of the holiday that's forthcoming, we're going to give a couple of these turkey groaners, which we probably could call our Call our corners turkey. Yeah, that's but appropriate. That. <laughs> so here we go. Give them. Turkeys give them. Turkeys answer them. And turkey season. <laughs> yeah. Why do turkeys prefer to play drums? Why do turkeys prefer to play drums? They like the drumsticks. They already have drumsticks. Is the so uh-huh. You're close enough. I'll give I'll uh-huh. give you right. give you ninety percent credit. Okay. Yeah, what on. is a turkey's favorite dessert? What is a turkey's favorite dessert? I don't know. <laughs> Peach gobbler. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Peach gobbler. <laughs> I'm going to world. Oh, oh well, we had to leave. We had to leave. Uh, finish up the Those show. Those are groaners. I know. Yeah, these are real turkeys.